0: Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Della Tour, and this week we have a story from San Francisco Bay Area storyteller and comedian, Dara M. Wilson. Is it okay if I get real with you? I have had the sads, something awful lately. I'm sorry to bring you down. I do my best not to, <laughs> and I try and put on a cheerful face, But um, one of the reasons I'm drawn to storytelling is because it's real, and I want to be real. So I've been trying to think of the things that make me feel like life's worth living. Lately, it's been rainy and freezing cold in San Francisco, and I miss my dog, and I don't miss my partner, but I do miss having a person. I miss having someone around My best friend moved to upstate New York. (laughs) And this has been a year. So I'm trying to focus on the things that I'm lucky enough to have. I have no more live shows for a while. And that was my opportunity to see people in person. So I'm missing people a lot. We are deep into winter. It's December now. Is that winter? Does that count as winter? It sure feels like winter. So I don't get to see people very much. And people are what charge me. They're what really recharge me. And so I'm trying to be grateful for what I have. I picked a song that's a weird one for this week's episode. It doesn't really relate to the story, except for the fact that both the story and the song were performed at a live show, which were a huge celebration that happened in 2021, our first live show after lockdown. And I was listening to the recording and going, God, everybody at that show was so happy. I was so happy. This storyteller, Dara M. Wilson, was the first storyteller of the first show in a very long time. And we were all grinning ear to ear, every single person, hundreds of people, all freshly vaccinated, all together, so excited to see people after being locked alone in our houses for so long. It was just joyous. So I kind of wanted to recapture that moment. So I decided to share that story this week. And I also decided to share that song, which kicked off that show. And you can hear this live audience all cheering Jefferson Berge on, all cheering Dar M. Wilson on, so happy to hear live stories and music. Sometimes it's easy to forget how lucky we are. So I decided to go back and listen to that and remember how lucky I am. I have people like Jefferson Berge writing fucked up songs for me. All I have to do is give him a theme and he writes me a custom song. That's been a dream my entire life. I am so lucky that people contact me and tell me their secret stories. They don't know me, but I get the weirdest emails and the weirdest voice messages. And I don't know how I got to live this life, but I get giddy when it happens. And so I'm trying to remember to be grateful. And so I wanted to share something that reminded me how grateful I am. And I wanted to share it with you because if you get the sads, if winter and the short days are getting you down, you're probably having a hard time pulling it together lately too. I'm noticing that a lot of people on social media are really struggling to lift themselves up. So I just want to remind you, better days have happened and they're going to be back soon. That's what I'm telling myself. And that's what I'm going to tell you too. And this week's episode is proof. It's happened before, and it's going to happen again for us really, really soon. The holidays are almost here. Are you looking for a thoughtful gift for your partner or friend that will skyrocket their sex life? We'll look no further than Like a Kitten. Like a Kitten will ship you a gift box with all your erotic essentials, from vibrators and massage oils to ropes and handcuffs. It's your one-stop shop for a perfect evening. Like a Kitten offers 24 creatively themed boxes for any occasion that will encourage you to play in ways you've never imagined before. The Booty Box contains everything you need for anal, whether you're a booty beginner or a pro. The Daring Date Night Box will help you break out of the same old dull routine with your partner. It contains a bullet and cock ring set for him and a vibrating panty set for her so you can both share a sexy secret on your next dinner date. Then there's the Flirty Festival Box. It's the perfect bachelorette gift for your festival-loving bestie. She'll love the banana-shaped vibrator, fanny pack, and sex-on-the-beach lube. I got the Forbidden Fruit Box with the rosy gold anal plug, Poppin' Rock's Explosive Sex Candy, water slide aquatic stimulator, water-based lube, and best of all, the Purrs Like a Kitten USB rechargeable silicone vibe. It's hard to believe that most of these boxes contain a toy that retails for more than the entire box alone. So the box containing multiple gifts, it's a steal. And Like a Kitten is offering Body Storytelling's listeners 15% off when you go to likeakitten.com slash D-I-X-I-E, or enter code Dixie at checkout. These boxes are at least 25% off retail value. So with our special discount of 15% off, you'll receive a total of 40% off retail value. Surprise your partner with a box from Like a Kitten. Just go to likeakitten.com Dixie or use the code D-I-X-I-E right now to get 15% off. And there's a link in this episode's description. Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether you're alone or with a partner. And ideally, lube should enhance touch, not overpower it. And that's why my favorite lube is Uber Lube. It's a pure premium silicone lube that's uniquely designed to transfer sensation and reduce friction. Uber Lube offers just the right amount of slip while still allowing for skin-on-skin sensations. Thousands of doctors recommend UberLube to their patients for its simple ingredient list. And it comes in a handy single-hand-use pump for the perfect amount every time. It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, oral, or anal. And UberLube offers long-lasting performance when you want it, then it quickly dissipates without leaving a sticky residue. It cleans up easily and there's no flavor or scent. Honestly, everyone I know who's tried it is a convert. You'll never want another kind of lube after UberLube. And UberLube is offering body storytelling listeners a special offer 10% off and free shipping when you use the code DIXIE at uberlube.com. If you're going to add to your magic moments, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality, most body safe ingredients. Remember, it's 10% off and free shipping just to use the code Dixie at uberlube.com. Like I said, when it comes to lube, it's the best. Uber Lube, it lets you feel what you want to feel. Time for a story. This week's storyteller is a Bay Area comedian and storyteller who's performed live at San Francisco Sketch Fest, WakandaCon, and her personal weekly finance podcast, Money Honeys, with Yasmin Khan and her monthly stand-up show with Jackie Kalea, Amazonians. Her specialty is taking the toughest parts of life, racism, house fires, stalkers, she's experienced it all, and finding the funny. She's been featured in Essence Magazine, Google Play Music, and Blavity.com. You can find her online, where it counts, at Dara M. Wilson. This storyteller is Dara M. Wilson.
2: Hello? Oh, my word. think I've ever had a mic too tall for me before. <laughs> Who is over here? Hi, everyone. Yay, okay, you're alive. Wonderful. Um, I'm feeling so good. I got that condom on really well, and for reasons that will become clear, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a lot of, uh, I was nervous about it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm not very good at dating. Uh, I like to say you can count my good dates on a bad shop teacher's hand. Like it's, it's pretty rough. Sorry, are there shop teachers in the audience? (laughs) Oh, you'll be okay. (laughs) Uh, So because of that, I took myself out of the game a long time ago and um, I had been single for about 10 years before we entered the pandemic. I know that might like sound sad, but I truly believe deep in my soul that people are awful. And (laughs) I relished every moment not talking to them. You're all wonderful and fine. Of course, I'm not talking about anybody here, but everyone else stay away forever. (laughs) Yeah, so it had been about a decade, Um, and then that changed in the pandemic, I joined a ladies writing group, Uh, it was a bunch of comedy ladies, we trade scripts, and we meet on Zoom a couple of times a week, Um, and I started to notice that at the end of the calls, one of the ladies, Dominique, uh, would be like, I'm so tired. Uh, and she would like start the domino effect of everybody getting off the call, and then 20 minutes later, I would get a text message, mm, I can't sleep, from her. And we would keep talking for hours and hours into the night, or sometimes, you know, we were the last two in the call, and we would be talking and talking. And the first time, she was like, um, do you think like, you would maybe want to do a solo Zoom with just the two of us? I was like, oh, no, this girl likes me. But it's been a decade, like, I don't know if I want to or am even capable of being in a relationship. Um, but I don't think she knew yet, so I was like, ah, I'm just not gonna say anything. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> months and months passed, um, we kept talking, talking almost every day, pretty much every day, actually. Um, and the first time um, that we got together to uh, watch a movie, that she hadn't seen, it was a very special moment. And I told her, like, there are stakes here. You are watching my favorite movie. It is the 1985 Tim Curry classic, Clue. (sighs) You're all my favorite people. Every one of you. She hadn't seen it and I was like, let me tell you what's going on here. This is my favorite movie. If you don't like this movie, then I don't know what that means for our relationship. Like our, our friend, like as friends, like our friendship, uh, let's just watch the movie, you know. And we watched it and she said she liked it and I don't know if she really did because I kind of messed up the experiment by threatening her in the beginning, but. <laughs> we kept talking after that and the one day where I realized it was nighttime and we hadn't talked that day, and I was like, so what's going on? Is she just living her life without me? Like, we're just, we're just not going to talk for 24 hours? It's rude. It's honestly, it's rude is what she's doing. And I realized, oh, I also have feelings for this person and didn't know. So I told her, I said, I have a crush on you. I think I probably said it just like that, (laughs) and she was like, good, and so we started dating. (laughs) Yeah, hooray, thank you. It's my first uh, relationship with a woman, even though I've known for a long time I was physically attracted to women. In addition to men, I remember being at my grandmother's table alone for the first time, watching a movie on a tiny TV, just like eating biscuits and watching this movie, and I was really confused. It's a Michael J. Fox movie called Secret of My Success. Okay? All my formative experiences were created in the 1980s, so (laughs) you can check that one out. As a part of the movie, there's a hot, busty socialite chasing him around. Uh huh, and he's running from her, and even me. I was like seven years old, and I was like, "Why are you running?" She is busty and hot. Don't run. Stop. Let her catch you. <laughs> like I was like, "What's doing? Uh So yeah, you know, I knew something was going on, but I I didn't like know what to call myself. I didn't see any representation of bisexuality. Um, it, everything on TV said that it wasn't real, and it honestly never occurred to me um, that there are people who don't like boobs. I was like, yeah, you know, you're like, you're straight and you like (laughs) boobs, are like there's all different kinds of sexuality, but surely we can all agree boobs, (laughs) right? (laughs) I found out much later in life that there are people who are like not attracted to women. I was like, oh, so this is a me thing. Oh, I understand. OK, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, actually, when I, was in, um, when I was in college, I had a friend, Teresa. And she and I spent every moment together. If I wasn't running track or singing a cappella, uh, we were together. And by the way, I went to Harvard. So singing a cappella is actually very cool. <laughs> And um, if you've ever seen a video of me singing, that does not prove that. No, you didn't. <laughs> so take my word for that, please. Um, we spent every moment together. We'd be binging Sex in the City, faking like we were doing our psychology homework, complaining about our boyfriends, and uh, in between relationships, fucking. Because that's what I thought. You know, straight girls do. You like date your boyfriends and you fuck your girlfriends. <laughs> and, Like, everybody does that, right? This is normal. Um, I don't want to make it seem like I wasn't also fucking my boyfriend. There was a lot of fucking to do. I had a job, and I did it. (laughs) Very successful college experience. (laughs) Uh, And Teresa and I... um, Teresa is... hmm, This beautiful, bright personality, fantastic dancer, great hair, she likes to call herself the third Maori sisters, like Tina, Tia, Tamara, the twins on Sister Sister, and her. Um, she's a great dancer, and I was just like very taken in with her. And um, I remember one time we were at a friend's house in Philadelphia, outside Philadelphia, and we were drinking too many rum and cokes and having too many cloves, and any number of cloves is too many cloves, and... <laughs> We were like, okay, it's time to go to bed. We were retiring to three separate bedrooms. But Teresa's bedroom was right next to our host. And I snuck in and laid down next to her and said, I, I'm not tired. Because, you know, I can play that game too. <laughs> <laughs> She's really funny. And she was telling me jokes and we were laughing. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, you're the best. And gave her a little peck on the cheek. And then when I went to give her another kiss, she turned toward me and caught my mouth with hers. And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> I crawled on top of her, helped her out of her shirt, looked down at her amazing, generous breasts, and kissed down her chest until I put her left nipple in my mouth, licked it, bit it, sucked it, everything I knew she liked. And I moved over to the right nipple because I know it got jealous. <laughs> And when she started to pull on my pajama shorts, uh, I was like, yeah, okay, let's do this. because all the clothes on grinding really had my clit like throbbing in anticipation. I really wanted to feel her wet and warm against me. Um, and now I've heard since then that like scissoring is a thing that like only straight girls do for the male gaze. Um, but we were really fucking good at it, so. That's what we did, and we were pushing against each other and against each other until we were both coming and trying to be quiet. And I buried my face in her chest to try and muffle my screams, and she did the same. She put a heel in her heel of her hand in her mouth, and um, even at that moment, at the climax of our evening, we were still worried about like keeping secret, keeping quiet. Because, um, you know, what were we doing, just two gal pals boning like you do, just two straight girls having sex with each other, like how you it. Uh, <laughs> we fast forward about 10 years, I'm on a Zoom call with Teresa. Um, she's hanging out with her her two kids, she's got two kids with her husband, Ron, and we're talking about all kinds of things, her drawing, my knitting, and all the stuff, and... Um, I'm getting ready to tell her that I'm in this relationship with this woman, this dom, adorable, Caribbean girl with a smile like Halle Berry and glowing skin like Issa Rae, and um, like, you can see I'm tall, I'm 5'11", she's five foot nothing. Uh, <laughs> she's five foot, can you reach that inches? And. <laughs> Like when we stand next to each other we look like a letter B. Uh, it's okay though, it just means that when I hug her, my, my chin goes right over top of her little head. We're just a, a perfect fit. And like in here, where it counts, um, she's got a warm and amazing rack. Just like, I mean heart, sorry heart. And the, and the boobs thing too, um, both of those things. I was preparing to tell Teresa about this and I'm getting nervous because being in a relationship with a woman makes you recontextualize all the other relationships you've ever had and you're like, oh, this is my first relationship with a woman. Oh, actually, I've dated every girlfriend I've ever had. Interesting. <laughs> And when I was telling her about this, she was like, you know, I was just telling my husband, Ron, if things didn't work out with us, that I was going to date you. And I was like, oh. She was like, I mean, we were basically in a relationship. And we said that at the same time. I was like, oh, thank God. Because you don't want to be the person being like, um, I'm visibly queer now, and you have to think about your whole life again. <laughs> she was on her own journey. So we are reaching the same place at the same time. Um, and I am just really, really grateful to be able to come out in a way that is like very deliberate and annoyingly slow, and um, to be at the right place in the right time and be in a relationship and in love with a woman where we both know that we're in a relationship with each other. Thank you, I'm Dara and Wilson. <laughs>
1: i got my shot i was one and done now the return of the libertine has begun was a little freaked out i'm not the only one never been so paranoid about having fun not since 16 long months ago have we all been together for a bonny storytelling show You're a little freaked out, but you had to go. My crotch is saying yes, my head is saying, well, well, maybe. (laughs) Now I'm within arm's reach of human touch. Now I feel like it's not gonna take that much I'm gonna give out consent Like pretzels on a plane I might say yes to anything I'm gonna give out consent Like a rapper makes it rain I might say yes to almost anything say yes to almost anything I recognize you where have I seen must have been in a tiny box on a laptop screen it's so a little obscene I saw you dance and just like you I was also not wearing pants now that I'm within arm's reach of some human touch like it's not gonna take that much. I'm gonna give out consent like Johnny motherfucking Appleseed. I might say yes to anything. I'm gonna give out consent like a t-shirt cannon operator on speed. I might say yes to almost anything. I might say yes to almost anything. Tell you what, you can be the ducks. I'm Wonder Bread in the pond. I'm a 20% off coupon at Bed Bath and beyond. But to get off, I need everyone else to get on. Is it so bad? I like to feel good. It's been so damn long. I want to feel good. Is it? so bad I like to feel good so suck a dick lick a tit little circles round the cliff give me all you got cause I'm a liberty shove it in pull it out what is all the fuss about give me all you got I'm a liberty it's all coming back in the words of Margaret Cho Welcome to the whoring twenties, here we fucking go before we start the scene Need to see proof of your vaccine Stick your fucking science in me, I'm ready for it. I'm a vaccinated libertine. I'm a vaccinated libertine. I'm a vaccinated
0: That song was Libertine by Jefferson Berkey. And that is not the usual version of Libertine. That was a special post-pandemic version. That was performed live at the Courtyard Cabaret at our very first show after lockdown in June of 2021 at an outdoor venue when we were all freshly vaccinated. The reason I'm playing it was, well, Everybody was really thrilled to be together. And also because this week is Jefferson Berge's last performance at a venue, Scopo Divino here in San Francisco. He's performed 250 live shows where he performs the dirty songs that he has written for body storytelling. This Monday night, we're going to be gathering to celebrate him and wish him well as he continues on with all the other beautiful music he performs. But it's a special moment, and I wanted to commemorate it. And that version just feels like, I don't know. I loved it, and I wanted to share it with you. We love you, Jefferson. I need your help. I need to invest in Body's future to keep going, because it's all about tech right now. Become a member of Body's Patreon, and you'll help me keep this ship afloat. I've paused live shows while I focus on new online offerings, and we're trying to make Body better than it was before. I was told our live stream shows were the best thing about lockdown, but audiences are more sophisticated now, and Body needs to be state-of-the-art. We're working on making it great, and as a Patreon member, you'll get the new and improved show as a thank you for believing in us. If you're not a Patreon supporter yet, it's really easy. Just go to patreon.com slash body and select the tier and rewards that you want. Joining now means that you want this one of a kind community to continue. I want body to be available everywhere because stories make us realize that there are other people out there like us and they make us feel less alone. Go to patreon.com slash body right now, become a member, and thanks. We're at the end. Before you go, can I ask you to write us a review? It means so much to read your words and it lets other people know that this podcast is worth listening to. Write us a review, subscribe, rate us, all that stuff. It's such a big deal. Thanks in advance for doing that. And while I'm thanking people, I'd like to thank the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to Ty McKenzie, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, David Grossoff, Donald Mooney, Ruben Tan, Joe Moore, and podcast producer Roman Den Howdaker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 252 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening. A big, big